November 17, 2011. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, started off with After the Rain, John Coltrane, and then Incense of Voice, Sawako. I want to apologize for being a month away. No Watt from Pedro Show in six weeks, but I had a Europe tour of the third opera, Hyphenated Man, and then uh, I was in Tokyo for We Jammy Kano 11 and uh, recording of the third Brother Sister Daughter album. So uh, too busy. I came back a little sick. Well, I'm beating it off, okay? It came on me just as I got to my pad. And uh, yeah, dirt got me here and I felt it immediately. But I'm winning on it, I think. You know, that first night was tough. I'm, I'm still weak, so not a lot of spiel this show. Uh, mainly music. And uh, I'm going to play something new from Guided by Voices, Bob Pollard. And then uh, I'll play you some music from some of the bands that joined uh, myself, Tom, and Raul in Europe as we uh, played the towns. A lot of good music over there, a lot of good bands we got to share the stage with. How's your life a cycle compared to your next rival? A 50 line revival, a thousand five survival. Then this we got unthinkable, and we like the unsinkable that's domino.
Watt from Pedro's show. Just heard uh, something live from Disgrace and Terror. It's called Gas Chamber, and uh, we played with these cats in Dresden, Germany. They're from uh, the north part of Brazil, the rainforest part. And great cats. Yeah, and before that, a band from, uh, well, actually, there's a couple bands from Belfast. This one here is, And So I Watch You From Afar, with 7 billion people all live at once. And we got to play with them in uh, Vienna, Austria, and Budapest, Hungary. Really, really happening. Nice, nice uh, gentlemen, too. Uh, And then uh, in their hometown of Belfast, before that, we played with uh, the Continuous Battle Order, and you heard intro from them. Uh, both these guys, they got albums out on uh, Mick Rose, uh, Richter Collective. Uh, he's the man who booked the tour. Yeah, so connections with the Ireland. Uh, righteous. Um, uh, what's his... Oh, I'm trying to think of the guitar man. He had a picture of John Col- Coltrane on his guitar. His... Uh, I mean, this, he rocked it from a chair, man. Uh, let me look here. <laughs> just, you know, I am a retarded person sometimes when it comes to thinking. Hornby <laughs> and drummer man Craig. Sorry about that. Um, ahead of them was uh, June Ashes with Days of Silence. We played with them in uh, Grenoble, France which was uh, yeah, home of Andre the Giant, I, I, I found out. I got to see him wrestle with Raymond. And then another French band ahead of them. In fact, uh, the band we did all eight gigs with over there, first time I brought my own music to that land, uh, Papier Tigre, or we'd say Paper Tiger, with Restless Empire, really, really Happening tour mates uh, did the most gigs of the tour with them. Uh, uh, two gigs we did in France: uh, Olin and Marseille was with this uh, the band in front of them, Seb and the Roddicks, and we heard Johnny Weissmuller, the cat who played Tarzan. A song, a tribute to him. Seb is uh, intense, and I later found out he does bass too. But this was like one man band doing keyboard with the toe, while doing drum with the other foot, and the guitar and singing. Much respect. And before that was oh, um, Dirty Beaches. Played with him in Antwerp, Belgium. This is Alex. Uh, he's from Canada, Taiwan. And uh, we heard a tune of his, A Hundred Highways. A really, really good gig. Uh, I was uh, I was dr- drawn into it, you know. I was, it was incredible. He had a sax band, too. I, uh, the details are in, um, the, or more detail, are in my hoot page. Uh, my, I do Torspiel, I chimp in diary uh, over at MikeWatt.com or hootpage.com. 
And uh, we start off, of course, with uh, Mr. Bob Pollard and his guide by voices with the insinkable Fats Domino. Okay, uh, I, I recorded this next song. I was, I mean, the, the gig host lady put me in the seat right in front. <laughs> it, was, it was a trip, okay? I didn't pick it. I was put there. What from Pedro? I just feel like I can pick this off my bucket list up. Baby, when he puts you above, I'm gonna look up and wait until he's here to one call. All of your diamonds go, cause they're all inside. Baby, when he puts you above, I'm gonna look up and wait until he's here to one call. All of your diamonds go, cause they're all inside. He was my spark, my elevator up and out. Baby, when he puts you above, I'm gonna love it, but don't wait until it's you to uncover. 
Pull off your diamonds, girl Cause you're all inside Baby, when he puts you above I gotta love it, but don't wait until he's here on cover Pull off your diamonds, girl Cause you're all inside Baby, when he puts you above I gotta love it, but don't wait until he's here on cover Pull off your diamonds, girl Cause they're all inside <laughs>
Sentenced by the billions Got the body line Future children. Got a bad machine. Hey, the computer knows nothing. It's feeling sympathy.
Watt from Pedro's show. Started off that chunk of music there with a live version of Diamonds Girl. It's All Inside by El May. Yeah, you know, they got these uh, little, I don't know who makes it, Belkin. It plugs into the bottom of my old iPod and it can turn it into like a recorder. And that's what I did. I just sat on my lap. Good bass playing. Great singing. P bass. I got a P bass coming. Mr. James Williamson has requested for some uh, recording coming up. Anyway, after that, uh, Rob Dobbinspeck with Barleyworth. Uh, Rob did a good, he's a Pennsylvania guy, but he did a good spiel with me in Montpellier, France on this tour. Uh, happening cat, a writer man, but he can play too, as you can hear. And then at that same gig, uh, I got given a CD by uh, Mark Hurtado. Uh, Mark Hurtado and Alan Vega with uh, Saturn Drive Duplex. Alan Vega, you might recognize as a suicide guy. Great band from the old days. And then finally we heard El Tente del Preguidizio by Neil. Uh, I didn't get to play with them on this tour, but uh, this uh, trio, sax drum, guitar, features Signore Manlio. Manlio is an incredible guitarist. He's also got a band called Squartet, and hopefully you get to do some gigs with him in uh, May, June, um, when I go back over to Europe to tour with El Sonio del Mainaio. Because our uh, album would be coming out. So want to kick up some dust. Uh, then and, and get to play with him would be uh, remarkable because he's amazing. This guy doesn't even use a strap. You know, he'll get a chair and put his foot up or just, you know, sling it around. and He's just a joy. And I love it. I love it. Uh you know, I mentioned some people's names in the other bands. I'd like to mention all the names of the people, you know, because really that tour, uh, I wore the brace again. I was kind of hobbling around, you know, the knees not all together. And everybody came together to help us so much. Uh, we had a wheel man, a robust young man named uh, Kirk, who was just incredible. And... uh you know, he he had some hell rides, man, especially the Vienna to Amsterdam one. Yeah, a great way to end that tour. Jan put on this gig in Amsterdam, uh, which, you know, the home, uh, Hieronymus Botch, Dutch people, fitting because of the, uh, you know, the dead I owe, the imagery of those insane or not insane, uh, uh, vivid <laughs> creatures. They helped me get some focus so I could talk about my whack middle-aged punk life the way I did. And big, big respect to Tom and Raul. Man, they played their asses off. We're going to play Sunday, the punk rock picnic here in West L.A. Liquid Kitty. Uh, you've reached uh, 
or I've reached the end of the first hour of November 17th, 2011 Watt from Pedro show. Hold tight for hour two. November 17th, 2011. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Now, uh, about a week before I shoved off on the Europe third opera tour, uh, Thirst came, Thurston Moore came by, uh, with two of his bandmates, is uh, he's doing a tour for his solo album, and he wanted to show him Pedro. In fact, he brought him twice, brought him some drum stuff too, but I got to show him around. Uh, John Maloney and Keith Wood, good cats, and here's a little spiel we did then. With me is uh, Thurston Moore. He's got a new album out called The Demolished Thoughts. And this is his touring This band. is Thurston. I'm in San Pedro visiting Mike Watt. And I just got off tour, the California Hayride Tour 2011, fall. And it's me, John Maloney on drums. John comes from a band called Sunburned Hand of the Man, amongst many other bands. Keith Wood is here, plays acoustic guitar with me. He has a project called Hush Arbors. He plays with lots of other bands. And his two... And they both live in uh, West Mass? Well, yeah, the, both of them live in Western Massachusetts right now, but they come from all different parts. Yeah. John comes from what, Boston? I come from Everett, Massachusetts. Everett, Massachusetts. Yeah. Home of the fighter. No, it's probably like Pedro if yeah. somebody says L.A. If you, yeah. It's the San Pedro of Boston. If you ever saw the movie The Fighter, that's where it's... No, that's no, Lowell. That's, that's Lowell. Lowell. Sorry, sorry. Like Lowell. The town. The town is Charlestown, which is adjacent Charlestown, to which is adjacent. Keith um, Keith comes from the southeast, the hills of Virginia. Yeah, Keith. We're hanging out in Northampton, Massachusetts, and there's two other people who play with us. Samara Lobelski plays violin. She lives in New York City. And Mary Lattimore plays harp, and she lives in Philadelphia. We just sent, they just flew home, and we're flying home tonight. And we just got back from San Francisco where we played the Hardly Strictly Festival. And we're, we're touring and uh, playing songs from Demolished Thoughts, which is a record I recorded in California at Beck's studio. And it was me and Samara and Mary. Beck played a little bit on it. A couple you of worked his, with him before? A couple of his cats. I've never really worked with Beck, but we've known each other since he uh, sort of started recording when he was a young guy. I sort of was interested in him. When you I know about his grandpa, him. right? His grandpa's Al Hansen, who's a Fluxus. famous Fluxus artist. Um, and I heard Darby used to conk on his couch, his ma. Well, Al Hansen is, is kind of significant to the L.A. punk rock scene because he was, he was friends with um, he was friends with the mask, uh, Brendan Mullen. Yeah, they were good. They were good buds. And so when they were looking to do like a club that would cater to like you know this new kind of like scene, they found this place. And Al Hansen called it the Mask, which is a completely like weirdo name. Like no punk rocker in L.A. would call their club the Mask. M A S Q. Especially with that spelling. Yeah. yeah. But Al Hansen named it after some kind of. Uh, it's, it's reference to some kind of European uh, thing that he was he was interested in. 
Well, it seems like some early punk people liked this situationist. Well, there was a lot of correlation between sort of the radical avant-garde of uh, of Europe from the from the fifties and sixties and what punk rock was doing. A lot of punk rock was being informed by, um, you know, these ideas that were coming out of art school and such. And in a way, they were ideas that kind of resonated with people who didn't really have um, access or the privilege of going to like art schools or universities. But the ideas were very sort of um were very sort of liberated in a way where it, it was very attractive to people who were interested in sort of um forging identities that were outside of the standardized kind of uh, systems of society and, and so rock especially arena rock and, and arena rock which was really sort of this kind of um kind of Nuremberg pageantry Nuremberg pageantry uniform mentality. <laughs> um, so yeah, Beck's grandfather Al Hansen was was really sort of a very significant figure in L.A. Punk. What, what made you think of working <clears throat> with him for this? Well, I I was I had a bunch of songs that I was writing and I wanted to record them in some respect. I wasn't quite sure how I wanted to do it. I was just going to do it, just me and my acoustic guitar and a vocal mic and just sort of do like a very simple recording and put it out myself and I was thinking of different instrumentation but I wasn't quite really sure what I wanted to do and I talked to Beck about it when I saw him last summer and he said oh you should try recording at my studio if you ever want to and I went and looked at it and then I just sort of I just sort of thought like maybe I should just take myself out of the comfort zone of doing it in my living room and working with probably the same people I've always worked with and uh, come out to the west coast um, and work with Beck. And I asked Beck if he would just sort of take it over, if he would produce it. I'll just record, <coughs> and he could have his way with it. And I had no idea what that was going to entail or how that was going to sound. And, but I sort of had a feeling that it would be interesting. And I, I, uh, he's a very musical kid, you know? And yeah, so yeah. I, um, I sort of bit the bullet. And did it, and it was kind of exciting for the people I work with, like my management and the record label, and they were, you know, because Beck is sort of a very high-profile person in the music business, so they thought, like, well, if you record with Beck, that sort of gives us a lot of, gives us a lot of energy to work music with, you know. Racket. Yeah, yeah, he has an energy, huh? Yeah. And, you know, and, by, and I uh, recorded with him, and I told him I was thinking of bringing um, a violinist and a harpist out. Yeah. to work on it and he said yeah you can do whatever you want and so I did that and then he brought in some of his cats like like Joey who played drums Joey Will w- 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 Ronker and, and uh, the, his bass player who did I see him first sta- with uh, Walt Mink Walt Mink do you remember oh Walt yeah Mink? yeah I remember the name I didn't realize that was his thing yeah yeah I played with him in uh, Firehose Really? Yeah, he's a sick drummer uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. they were like him. Minneapolis too so for some reason he was living there yeah Named John, who kind of sang like HR. I don't remember hearing them, but yeah, I do remember I did the some names. Uh, Recorded it and came home, put the record yeah. out, and then I decided, we like, I want to do gigs, so man. We want to do some gigs, man. Yeah. And so I, uh, you know, I had different ideas of, of who to play with, but I, I wanted to play with Keith and John. They were around, yeah. and we had been sort of playing a little together in different ways with different 
ad hoc kind of lineup stuff, and, and um, it just sort of made sense. And I, you know, and we just sort of started rehearsing, and and uh, it came together very quickly. It sounded good. And we started doing some gigs, and we sort of been doing sporadic gigs, little tour stuff. We're gonna go out again, beginning of December, and do some stuff overseas. Oh, so late after late November actually. And we've been on we're kind of on the road for the whole year. Seems like. Yeah, we've been on, we've been working the whole year. Yeah. Since the record came out. Yeah. You know, which was in the spring. Uh, can I ask some Keith? How'd you get into music? How old were you? Were you little? Yeah, I was about I think maybe eleven or twelve when I was. It's kind of because of hearing carrying Firehose on a skateboard video. Started playing guitar after that. Well, how skate out or is it? It was like Cruz? it was like a Santa Cruz video. Yeah, and yeah. There was there was a clip where Brave Captain where not his coppice. That was like a seven twenty on a fire hydrant. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, so you, you said I want to play yeah, guitar. Yeah, I want to play guitar. So I, I just I just started and played by ear. Did you get in any bands that young? Yeah, I was playing. I was playing in bands in Richmond, Virginia, when I was thirteen. Damn. Which you know, go in. What was happening there? Twisters. Twisters. Uh, God, what's the other? There's a place called Pyramid. There that was, was a gay disco. There was a place right down by VCU that I can't remember the name. The Hole in the Wall. Yeah. We used to play there. Uh, I remember they used to have the prison right downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the kind of thing yeah, where like marshals with shotguns walking the wall. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Right in the middle of town. Yeah. Trippy. It was the big town in the old old days. But so you put together bands. Did you start writing songs? Right yeah, away? started started writing songs about maybe thirteen. So you didn't like start copying records? See, that was way different. No, no, I did. I did. I took did. Gu- okay. I took guitar lessons for about maybe six months and all I did was learn other people's songs. Copy record. That's what yeah, we yeah. did for seven yeah. And then after that I just kind of stopped after I knew a G chord and a D chord. And just decided to <laughs> And then start writing to, your own. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I grew up with my best friend, he was an upright bass player and we just grew up jamming together. So Did you know Cats Thirst, do you remember this Greg signed some bands from Richmond? Yeah, there was there always was always August, always al- August, alternatives, alternatives. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing them. Yeah, okay. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Ginn started signing some bands from Richmond. Mm-hmm. There was kind of a scene there. Yeah, yeah. There was a great kind of second wave right <clears throat> after the alternatives of bands like King Sour. There was a bunch of instrumental, yeah, kind of bands that came out of there. And so, uh, oh, okay. They're a little older though, right? Yeah, it was like you know they were like ten years older than me. Okay, yeah. I remember those cats. That's actually the, what I knew of first knew of Richmond mm-hmm. that had its own scene. And uh, when did you start uh, touring? Didn't really start touring until like maybe two thousand two or three. Did you do recording before that? Play yeah, I did. Did did some just home recordings. Yeah, never really anything bigger than anything else. Uh, yeah, we've been touring since 2002. 2002 pretty, so pretty, nine years now, straight. Pretty, pretty constant. Because you told me you had some years in England. Yeah, I spent, spent five years in England. I just moved back. Now, what was that uh, about? 
whatever there for a woman, and uh, also for music, played played a lot. Well, you were around. on tour when you met the woman. Yeah, yeah, I was on <laughs> tour with John. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was opening up for John's band, Sunburn Hand and the Man, and also playing in Sunburn Hand and the Man. And uh, John's still with the lady that he met. I met a woman there too. Yeah, I stayed. At the same time. Yeah, yeah, it was like two men overboard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. At the same we, time. We, 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 we jumped ship. But you weren't living in England. I stayed there for about eight months. Eight months. Yeah. But you did five years? Yeah, I did five years. Yeah. I would have stayed longer, but. Were you in the big town? Yeah, I was in London. What's it like to. I wonder what it's like to be a music man in that town. It's, it's cool. I mean, I made it, like, it? it like two and a half years with no job. Yeah. Just, so you can uh, do it. The, the competition. Yeah. I thought the competition was so intense. Well, at that point, at that point in time, around 2004, like what the kind of music that me and John yeah. were, what doing we were doing was, was pretty popular. Was really popular. That was like the du jour. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't like. So we were like, you know, like oh, you're the guys from Summer and the Hush Arbors or Six yeah. Organs. We played, played with this other guy from Northern California. Yeah. Yeah. Keith and I were his band. We were the rhythm section for his band. Yeah. So. At that time, I, yeah, at that time, like you know, the, the stars aligned, and then things were yeah, we were we were all pretty, able pretty to easy do, for us do to, pretty well. Yeah, because it seemed like make a meager living off of it. Like you know? a lot of guy, for if you're in England, that's the town you go to. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I know there's scenes in the other towns too, but like that's the big daddy. Yeah. So I just wondered if the competition was like. Because the competition's pretty fierce, and yeah. the turnover with bands there, I mean, they're right, hot, right. One, they're hot little, one day, and then they're gone. Man. I don't understand yeah. it, but yeah. I lived in Leeds for a little while. I, I spent time, York. a lot of time in Leeds. Mid, Midland. And that was cool, too, because there, there is a scene there, and it's like a lot of my friends that I... That well, I know bands came from there. I yeah. think Mekons and uh, Gang of Four were from that town. Yeah. But everybody ends up moving <laughs> to the Big Daddy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, but you got, it was good, huh? Okay. It was fun just to take a break from where I was from. For me, anyway. Just yeah, yeah. Just... Yeah, it was, I, I played with, with Kerning 3 with, because um, Ben from Six Organs was playing guitar with Kerning 3. Yeah. And then Ben got busy with Comets on Fire and yeah. it's his own project. So I started playing guitar in Kerning 3 and I did that for five years. So that was, that was a really good time. But you left. Yeah, well, since I moved back, it's been kind of impossible to get back and forth. Ah, either yeah. there or you're yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and you, now you came back, you went to Western Mass? Well, I came back and I went on tour with, with my band Hush Harbors. It was me, we did it as a duo with my best friend Jason and yeah. Jimmy. And Didn't he put out a record? Jason and Jimmy? No, he's put out two records. Yeah, I put out, I put out two there's records. Out but two isn't records. there an ecstatic? There's two. Yeah, there's, there's two. two of them. Okay. Two of them. Yeah. Because I, I, he flowed me one. I yeah, heard yeah. how sharp because yeah. I liked a lot. Yeah. That was the project you did when you came back. Yeah, that's okay. the one I've been doing. Yeah. Doing for a while. And, that, and that's how you knew you had the yeah, yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. And John, you're playing a lot. Yeah. Keith? Yeah, I played with Keith and Keith's band. Well, what about before? Before I started, were you eleven years old? No, I was a late bloomer. I didn't. Okay. I didn't start. Well, I started. My my neighbors next door to where we lived. I lived. Yeah, I, lived I lived in uh, veterans housing. Yeah. So you had to be a veteran to get there. And my dad was a uh, Vietnam vet, and um, so everyone around there was either Vietnam or Korea. There were some World War Two vets living in the living in this establishment. Kind of looks like the practice the practice space you have. Kind of, kind of housing. Like yeah, I grew up in Indiana. It's housing, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like that, you know, two floors, like box. Yeah, yeah. 
So everyone was a, a vet, it's, and a lot of people there were you know, hard, you know, hard done by, or right. you know, shell shocked or whatever. Beat down. Beat down a little bit, yeah. So my neighbor was in a very musical family. Wow. And his my, his name was Dennis and um, Dennis and Jim Jim played piano Dennis played guitar and their dad played guitar in a um, he worked five nights a week in a country western band. Whoa! So my first experience with music was learning how to play a D chord and a G chord and an A yeah. chord on, on like a 1945 Martin acoustic guitar. And then we'd sit around their house and listen to music all the time. You know, like you know, all the all the you know the big names Beatles Zeppelin whatever. Off the records. Yeah, off the records. Yeah. So you made drums first. I wasn't drums first. No, I, played, I started with guitar. I, but I could. I always. Wa- I, I knew I wanted to do drums. Yeah. I bought stick. I go down and buy sticks. That's all I can afford. We had no money. Yeah. And then I finally. Drum kits are. Yeah. Cheap drum kits and space to play it in. Yeah, that was a problem with us too. And I really got into like, um, you know, hard rock stuff like Van Halen, Slayer. That yeah. kind of stuff. And, and then, uh, but I was always into like a mix. Like the rap thing was pretty big for me back in the eighties. We were in a breakdancing group because we couldn't afford to, to, to yeah, buy had, instruments. We, so we, we, had a, we had a breaking group. We were breakdancing. <laughs> really? Run DMC, yeah. Beastie yeah. Boys. I like cleaning you know, refrigerator boxes. Well, my, well, my dad was a carpet linoleum salesman, so he would bring home sheets of linoleum that we would shine Jeez, up. Linoleum. We Whoa. would we would carry this thing around. Like four of us would have it. You know, like you know. Like, Rolled up the tube. Yeah, rolled up the tube, carrying on our shoulders like we're carrying a pharaoh down the street. Yeah. We roll it out. <laughs> To, to these, at these battles and we the thing would be so shined up you'd slip on it with sneakers whoa you know, you know about this these guys are breakers <laughs> so we used to do that my brother my brother was a lot better than I was but I, I had like different we all had different moves we specialized in <laughs> so that was it for no us we you know, I always wanted to, to, to play music I always yeah. wanted to play and, and I would go to my friend's house we play guitars and stuff he had pianos so I, I always just I always had my hands on a piano or guitars since I was about 12 13 and um, when did you get your first band? I think my first band until I was in college. My mom was twenty-one years old. Okay, early twenties. Yeah, but I mean, I I got into some kind of jamming situations when I got into drums. I would go down. Yeah. They had this local practice space in Everett. There was a music shop upstairs, and they had spaces downstairs. We had an actual drum kit set up. Yeah. So I would go down there and like bring Psychic Hearts down there. Ah. Jam to that. His first solo album. Yeah. Ninety-five. I, you know, I. I'd, Teach myself how to play drums based on like, things Steve like Shelley. Steve, Steve's playing. And not, and not oh, other, that's yeah. what you meant by out of the box in a way because his other things are with Steve. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, it's a lot, lot different. And it's just surreal for me to be sitting here in your house with him <laughs> <laughs> talking about these things because and I've seen you play. I walked into a Firehouse gig in '93. Remember that was when you played at Avalon with yeah, Beastie, with Beastie Boys. Boys. It was 92 and 93. 92 93, yeah. And that was mind-blowing, because I didn't know who... I didn't know who Firehose was. I didn't, and, and then from Firehose, I... That was my, you know, my insertion point into that, into your music. And so to hear Firehose, and then... that town, because that town yeah. always had gigs early, but like Rat Days and... And then someone says... Uh, channel. Oh, the Rat, yeah, the Rat in the Channel. Yeah. Someone says, oh, you should check out Minutemen. I was like, what's Minutemen? That's when we first. So I, I knew, I knew yeah. Firehouse first. Okay. Yeah, yeah but you know what? It depends on the age. Yeah. Certain people, they were just too young to know them in minute. So they learned it backwards. <clears throat> but to me, it totally makes sense because yeah. I came from we a, are a yeah. gig going age, you know? 
So this band you made in the 20s, in the early 20s? I made it yeah, my mid-20s, yeah, I was like 25, yeah. I started I started playing in a band called the Shit Spangled Banner, which was a three-piece band. Shit Spangled <laughs> Banner. It's one record that Thurston put out my first record. Put out the first record. I heard the Thurston tape. Thurston and Byron, like, yeah. They, they I heard come the tape, I said, Byron, you got to put this out. The Shit Spangled, <laughs> shit spangled Banner. Yeah. I'll send you one of those. I have, I have one. I'll well, play it on my show. Yeah, send Shit Spangled yeah. Banner is good. It's an album. Classic. It's an album, yeah. An album, we have a CD. And are with these ever cats? Or these are no, these are these dudes I, I knew through through, uh, through every people I met. These other people who were into this whole other world than what I was into at that time. The world I was into was just like really local guys, you know, working class, working people. Yeah, let's go out. Let's go out and drink beers. Boston and is, uh, yeah. I noticed like they're you know. I'm, you can say what you want. I've been there a long time. Well, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be an expert, but it seemed like their music scene was more tied around the college people and not so much the working people. Depends. Yeah. Depends. It seemed like at the Kenmore Square, all that scene. Yeah, but there's know? another scene that was like South Shore, like South of Boston. and. Oh, right. And then I know yeah. the hardcore scene didn't have anything to do with that. No, yeah. and that's the scene that, that the other guys I started Jerry's playing with. Kids yeah. and the SSD. And, yeah. yeah. That that had nothing to do, but they they got a scene that goes way back. Yeah. I missed Not all this New York, but yeah. pretty back, right? I knew nothing about Scruffy any of the that. Cat, the remains, uh, Mono Man. Oh What's yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunder DMZ? Train, DMZ. Yeah, yeah. They like a rock and roll thing. Nervous Eaters. Nervous Eaters. Uh, yeah. Tweeds. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't uh, know any Golden stuff. Birds. <laughs> uh, human Sexual Response. Dangerous Birds. Oh, Dangerous. Yeah. I came into it very late in the game, and then I, uh, and then I you know, made my way to Sonic Youth, made my way to Firehose. Yeah, yeah. So I made my way backwards, like the Black Flag and all that stuff. Right, so you rediscovered. I discovered I, all I, that I, stuff in college. Younger yeah. people, I, I've noticed this. They want to know, yeah. and they go back. Yeah. I did that with jazz. I started listening, like, yeah, I yeah, found out about I learned. Something like yeah, what yeah. we did. It's like, oh, yeah. I started going back into, like, Lester Young, Charlie Parker. Yeah. This is fuck. We were, like, little boys. We I'm no like, expert. Yeah, same with me. I was into Van Halen, like, like, I was insanely into Van Halen. I didn't know anything, you know. They're from here. Yeah, Pasadena. Yeah. Sierra Madre, Foothills, about 30 miles. And then, you know, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead. The arena rock. Reggae stuff, you know. And I got into punk rock, there used to be a college radio station that we could pick up in my friend Dennis's basement. And the first track that blew my fucking mind was Coup d'etat. Coup d'etat. Coup d'etat, coup d'etat, coup d'etat. <laughs> Dead Kennedys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we went, we, we went kind of crazy, like trying to source this stuff because we, from where we were from, like there was a record store. They didn't sell anything <clears> like that. It's all forty-five and yeah, and everything that with all the hits. My my dad was going there and buy like Boz Skaggs records and like, oh, <laughs> Silk Torpedo. Yeah, so that was a, a totally exotic and um, really intriguing. What about Newberry Comic? They were very comics, so like, yeah. we used to go in there and like, and um, when I was about 15, 14, 15, we were getting into like, you know, U2 was pretty big then, and they were kind of a gateway drug into other things. <laughs> Ed from Ohio was big. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not embarrassed. <clears throat> that was the first concert I ever went to was those guys. You know, and those guys back then in the 80s were probably not superstars or whatever. But we go to the very comics and look at the butthole surface section, like, what the <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if this uh, language is this language questionable. I'm, I'm, no, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, right. So, uh, 
My yeah, we, we didn't like, what the hell is this music? And we didn't have record players at home. We had, yeah. And CDs weren't, weren't available yet. It's, I still have, I still have like, original Minutemen and Sonic Youth cassettes at home. Right? Cassettes. I still have those. Like, I don't, I only got Evol on record like two weeks ago. When I, <laughs> when I, you, had the, you had the new reissue thing in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, my, the only that evil I have is on cassette that I wanted. Yeah, I, got yeah. All the, I had all the Minutemen cassettes. Yeah, I like post Mirage Volume 1 on cassette. Mm -hmm. I, had this. I don't remember Greg signing any Boston bands. No. There weren't any Boston bands. Nope. Wow, that's trippy. We gotta go. We don't want to <laughs> go, though. Okay. We don't want <laughs> We don't ever let, let yeah. this. Let the people know that we don't ever want to leave San Pedro. It's very nice, it's very nice to find a sister. This is like a brother-sister town. I like oh, it. I'm glad I got to show uh, people. Last week they came to go uh, borrow the practice pad drum set, and I got to give them a tour. Very and nice time. I love showing people my town, and they dug on it. And if anyone from San Pedro wants to come to Everett, Massachusetts, I'll show you the tour. You give the tour yeah. to I'll give you the tour, yeah. It'll be great. Everett Bar. You know, you come come out tour? I'll give you, you come out east next time. We'll yeah. yeah, Mike, when you come out, yeah, yeah. I'll give you the green tour. Yeah, we're going to give you a left Everett, Massachusetts. Is it the tour? Okay. Yeah, I'll take mine, you around. Mine will take about 10 minutes. I don't take a couple hours. I'll take a couple hours. You'll like it. Now, let's bring it right up to date. What's it like playing with Thirst? I love it. It's awesome. For me, for me, like my drum style is insane. I, I would come from this from like the mouth style, but now there's no drums on the record. So yeah. I asked Thurston, like, "What do you want me to play on the record?" So just play how you feel. And so I started, I started using brushes because the uh, what's his name, Jerry, Jerry's brushes on the record. Yeah, Joey, yeah. Joey's Joey, brushes, Joey, sorry. He used brushes on the records, and I don't really play with brushes, so I bought brushes, and it was a little learning curve. I asked guys that I knew that would drum savants, like, do you know? Teach me some brush techniques. Like, I have no idea. Brushes are true. They're hard. So I listen to some Elvin Jones. Hodges stuff. could do it. The yeah. cat who played with uh, weights on a couple albums. And there's a there's a technique to it. I listen to some Elvin Jones with brushes. And oh, the guy yeah. might as well be playing with like two hammers in his hand as brushes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it's, you know, so I, I learned. So playing with thirst is learning. It's learning. and It's awesome for me because I'm playing. You know, I, I always knew that less is more when drumming. Yeah. I, you know, I, I learned. I learned that my, um, I have, you know, I have definite um, limitations. I used to always try and like maybe overplay or try and do things that I, I would listen to and I, I know I'd like to hear. Yeah. But I just couldn't do it. I don't have the chops. I never took any lessons. More crack. You yeah. get them. I'm more crack, and I had a lot of crack in the last year. Yeah. See. Because we had a practice. Keith, phase. now you're playing guitar along yeah. with guitarist Thirst. Yeah. So what's that like? It's cool. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 a lot of fun. But I mean, when we got into this, I had not only you know twelve songs to learn. I had three different guitar turnings. Ah, and this is first kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, doing... I mean I played around in alternate tunings a lot, but yeah, you know, to to be able to feel free in an alternate tuning, I had to really you know I'd sit down with like one guitar like an hour a day for a while kind of trying to figure out the the ropes the intervals yeah mm -hmm. yeah I understand that CG tuning but I remember coming up to his uh, pad he lived on uh, was it Eldridge or was it Christie no oh. Eldridge Eldridge and you know you go over somebody's pad and there's a guitar sitting there you pick it up you plug 
Board on the bayou. Yeah. And then he tried to do it all with his guitar. Yeah, Walt would come to my apartment and he would retune my guitars to standard tune. Yeah. And then I'd have to, like, fuck, and I would write them down. And I'd just say, fuck. Like, I'll never, I can't, like, I have to, like, figure out, like, what it was. Yeah, but can you imagine? Yeah. He would sit there and I would see him doing it. I was like, don't do that. Sometimes you had shit written on the back of the headstock. That's so on the back of the headstock. I had to do that because dudes were coming over and like, sounds broken. Or no China. Yeah. But being in this band for me, also, I also get to learn the guitar stuff because I and I can play a lot of chords in standard tuning, but playing around, playing with Keith, you know, a lot. There's been. And you, you and uh, Chazzy would use like, Dad Gad or variations of Dad Gad. I got a big Irish background too, so I, I always, I've always been around sessions with traditional music. But they put, always playing Dad Gad. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got so, to get to banjo the, too, yeah. so that kind of, yeah. kind of tuned me into playing and playing wow. alternate tunes. It's a very expansive experience, yeah. and I like it. I like it a lot. Sunday lights Come take my nights And up and down To my knees and die Illuminate My soul to take light is home where the hallowed shine the lights lighting the
Thanks. Watt from Pedro Show. Yeah, some good spiel in my Pedro pad here with uh, Thurston Moore, John Maloney, and Keith Wood. Um, coming up next, oh yeah, that was done October 3rd, 2011, if you want to know. <laughs> uh, coming up here is something uh, from Mr. Akira Sakata and Jim O'Rourke. Mr. Jim turned me on to this. Oh, and they're joined by uh, Chico Marachi. Uh, good stuff. I got to play with both those guys, uh, and I choked. Uh, here they don't choke. <laughs> well, they didn't choke then either. It was Watt who choked. <laughs> but they're not accompanied by a, a chokester <laughs> like Watt. Oh, 
do not throw concrete blocks on the top of your house. Cause you can smash some limousine, limousine and limousine. Do not throw concrete blocks on the top of your house. Do not throw concrete blocks on the top of your house. Do not throw concrete blocks on the top of your house. Cause you can smash some limousine, limousine and limousine.
right? I forgot to say, after that spiel of thirst, we played uh, something off his new album, a song called Illuminate, a live thing. Anyway, uh, you just heard their um, slingshot by Bola Bar. Uh, and before that, Jimmy Bad Breath by Dot Dash and Ultraman. And Rude Van Dring by Vald. Ahead of that was... Do Not by Disciplina Kichma. Much respect to badass bass brother Koya there. He's uh, incredible. And then started off with Nagoya 2, something from a new live album, or, uh, double. Uh, Kira Sakata, Jim O'Rourke with Chika Marachi. Uh, I should tell you, Ch- Chika Marachi. Uh, is a unit made of uh, Chris Corsano and Darren Gray, kind of a drum bass rhythm section. And uh, yeah, much, much respect. I got to spend a night uh, with Mr. Jim at Mr. Dan's uh, Tetsunoya pad. Man, what a righteous time I got to have. Respect. It's the end of the second hour. I thought. November 17th, 2011, Watt from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. November 17th, 2011. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Extreme Workouts. Extreme Workouts. Extreme Workouts. Premium team, drink Gatorade or gasoline. Rappers hack my face, scratch me in the eye, touch my eyebrows with Vaseline. Man in Continental League, I'm mad supreme. Every kid's supposed to dream. Off the reverse, off the gasoline. Go baseline, buy your jeans. And a cufflink shirt, the pros know how to make it work. Pull through muscles in concert. Put the spotlight on top of my shirt. Face the scarecrow of rap who run Madison Square Garden track. I'm the number one act, you backed by Jack, you must be smoking crack No time for open mic fools, there will be no backpack, you must be the rap rap No man, I won't cut you slack, but I might cut your slacks So you won't return to Mr. Magic, rap attack, back to burn You genuine nipple poops, you don't learn Obstacle forces, you know who the boss is I see you out of office, of course Obstacle forces, you know who the boss is I see you out of office, of course Obstacle forces, you know who the boss is I see you out of office, of course Obstacle forces, you know who the boss is I see you out of office, of course No challenge, choose your sword I'll back out in the Honda Accord Extreme workout practice won't make you perfect With me you don't surface Higher than the couch, big mouse You move with my feet, step in the house Far from a rock star, leave the scarf on Give me the guitar You're not sly stone Come talk to me in the back of the bar Confessions of a legend Confessions, confessions, confessions Confessions of a legend. Confessions, 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 confessions. Confessions of a legend. 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 Watt from Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with a brand new band out of London. A demo there is called uh, 21 Days. And they're called KK1. They're getting things kicked off. Uh, listen for a lot more. Uh, Animal Electric, something from many birthdays. I've played a lot of their stuff. It looks like they're in for a new direction. Then we heard Key by Boris. And then Extreme Workout by Cool Keith of 5471. The bass man in that band, Guitarosan, he uh, came by my Pedro pad. Uh, in September to do a spiel with me. I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, he said he had been playing, but then after spending time in the practice pad, seeing a, maybe so many years I've been there and him seeing all this stuff, he said uh, maybe he starts music again. Now, uh, part of the Tokyo thing was Third Brother's Sister Daughter album recording. 
which went really good. Uh, back to the the core, the trio. But Mr. Sakana helped us with the organ and a toy piano for a couple. Uh, but other than that, was uh, we jammed Kano eleven, and uh, fourth one now. Big honor for me to be part of this. Uh, it's a little mini festival where bands play, and, and one of the bands, of course, from the beginning, and tight brothers of mine, called Light. Here they are with something from their new album. <laughs> Thank 
from Pedro show uh, yeah we start off that chunk with something new from light duck follows an eccentric uh, also their bass man brother June I got to uh, do a project with them at this little mini fest called sign and sign originally was an idea I wanted to do a three bass thing sign means three in their language and was gonna be with him myself and Kentaro son from 5471, but that never happened. And then I guess he took it on himself to evolve it into uh, three bases. Kentaro uh, son from Number Girl. Same kind of name, but different cat. And uh, along with two drummers, Akita and Hide. Hire. Two good, uh, good cats. Well, well, four all together. It was a trip for me. <laughs> it was a lot of bass on the stage. A lot of rumble, a lot of wailing on it. Then we heard Train Run from a shimmy. Uh, shimmy, uh, he's part of brother, sister, daughter, along with Yuko. And you might know this song is a Migu song, but this was the original version by him. Then Drummer Hits the Drum by Kings of Lower Town. Speaking of drums, uh, on drums here for Basho is Miss um, Hiyori did an excellent, righteous job slinging merch on this uh, Euro Third Opera Tour. Much, much respect to her. Uh, this tune, Devil Under My Bed. And then, Oh Presta... <clears throat> Sorry. Oh Presta Digitador <laughs> by Rudy O.M.M. Oh Presta Digitador. Yeah. And finally, uh, zero, zero, 0 by Automatic Sam. Uh, oh, here's some friends of uh, Papier Teague. Uh, yeah, in uh, Montpellier. I got to meet one of them. Or a couple of them, maybe. I don't know. I was tired. <laughs>
раз, раз. Два, три, четыре. Пять, шесть, семь. Восемь, девять, десять. I'm a wizard. You're a wizard. No, you're not. Because I'm a wizard. And you're not. Yes, I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard.
Pedro Show began that final chunk for uh, this edition uh, with uh, Papier Teague Buddies Marvin and uh, tune Reste Bien Tranquila and uh, Tapestry of Mars by Dar- uh, Duke Garwood after that. Yeah, somebody flowed me that while I was on tour there. I can't remember which land, sorry. I do know Man Flew. This next one was, uh, they're from London, and that tune was Wizard. And then songs by Yucca. I think they say Yucca. They're Tokyo. And bi-weekly after that, from Soma and uh, Matsuyama, maybe? Shikuku? And finally, Huh? What? By Ear Diorama Ear. And they're from uh, SoCal here. Uh, you might be wondering why uh, Man Alone sometimes I'd have to do this but uh, I very much had to do this time because Brother Matt uh, I mean when I'm in my Pedro town because uh, I'm in my town I'd love to be with him but he is puking his brains out he's got sickness so everybody take care against his sickness damn uh Maybe I'm lucky because it came on me, but uh, maybe it didn't have a good grip on me. I got a couple gigs coming up, so I want to be strong for them. Case coming over a little bit to do dose prac. Yeah, at the Melody uh, Festival tomorrow in Orange County, and then uh, Punk Rock Barbecue Sunday with uh, Raul and Tom. but maybe this is the season uh, for flu shots or something, or just j- just keep it steady, whatever you need to do to keep well. Uh, so we don't need to be hurting. My bro- uh, brother Matt told me next week he's going to be in shape, and I'll be able to do a show with him then. So I'm very happy because I've missed him big time. I'm very happy to be able to go and do these things in the other lands, but to come back to my Pedro town and... Uh, get in the kayak and do the Jatensha and walk from Pedro's show with Brother Matt. These are things I treasure much. I want to thank everybody, though, in the other lands for being so nice to myself and then also my men, Tom and Raul. Uh, beautiful, really. We're very, very grateful. 
I'm very, very grateful. It's been the November 17, 2011 Watt from Pedro show. People, keep your powder dry. <laughs>